Where where is where's Ralph? Uh Florida. Is he back? He's technically back, but I think he's just laying in the pool being like, I work too much. I'm done. That jet lag. <laughs> jet lag plus just over I think they did minimum twelve hour days. So he Whoa. was on a special operations gig. Oh which I think so- that's just what we tell him when he goes on vacation is that he's going on a special operations <laughs> gig. <laughs> Welcome to Black Hills Information Security Taco Taco about the news, I think it's called. This is a news show where we talk about the news. And we have many hosts that aren't John. No, John. If you're here for John Strand, just go ahead and control W, command W. Uh, but we do have Charles, the king of nerd tech, especially if it's <laughs> retro. He's got more Voltrons than the people that made the show. <laughs> Say hi, buddy. <laughs> so awesome i love it i feel like i don't know i can't tell but it just i just imagined like in front of your computer you just have like an infinite shelf of a ton of different gadgets that you just can grab it's a conveyor oh. belt it just keeps going <laughs> <laughs> that a conveyor belt it's like a sushi restaurant but just uh <laughs> voltron toys it's just literally like this the whole time like <laughs> So we also have Wade str- coming in strong with the mustache and the BHIS shirt. The Thank you. Thank you. It's coming. It's it looks a little red. Like I, I honestly, I found out I was a daywalker, and so I'm okay with it. I found out I was right. a daywalker. <laughs> we also have Ryan, who always keeps us looking and sounding terrible. Yes, that's that's my goal. <laughs> that's my goal. Achieved. Of course, you sound marvelous, darling. And then we also have Bronwyn, who is joining us from Elon Musk's basement. <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. Oh! <laughs> the code's been broken! For those listening, she is brandishing a lightsaber. <laughs> yes. I think she's threatening you, Corey. I'm sorry. Just send me the intro you want me to read next time, and I'll just... Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> So th- some things happened. Away. Some things happened. Everyone put away your lightsabers. We're going to talk about the news. There's some breaches. And there's one that I just have to go to the airport right now. So let me open up my Uber app. And um, mm. Mm. oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Apparently, they got a, as we call it, uh, involuntary pen test. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the, basically for those that haven't heard or have been living under a rock on September 17th, which is what Saturday, yeah, they announced, uh, an Uber contractor had their account compromised by an attacker. It is likely the attacker purchased the contractor's corporate password on the dark web. Interesting. After the contractor's Ooh. personal device had been effect- infected with malware, exposing those credentials. So this is all I'm just reading from the Uber newsroom security update here. Basically, they're so they're saying, you know, they compromised the creds. Someone bought the creds each time they received a two factor request that would block access. However, they accepted one eventually. So they did the old spam it until they hit approve classic. And then basically that led to them getting onto a company wide Slack channel, permissions to G Suite um, and 
that was kind of the big... Uh, they also apparently reconfigured Uber's open DNS to display a graphic image to employees on some internal sites. So I guess you could argue it will, maybe it may have been a younger individual perpetrating the hack. <laughs> 18 years old? I, I think it was sub 18. Was it not? I think so. I saw a couple uh, reports could... that said it was 18, but... Oh, yeah, it does say 18. Sorry. So, yeah, 18... Well, this is according to... Now we're on the Mashable, Mashable. article. Yeah. A teen hacked Uber. Uh, and employees apparently thought it was a joke, which tells you something about the corporate culture at Uber, especially considering apparently a graphic image was involved. But um, basically, this is a... Uh, I mean, is this is is this... Anything new? I mean, I will say, like, purchasing credentials from the dark web, that seems like something that we talk about more than we see. So um, that's interesting. One thing I think that's kind of hit on is the whole multi-factor authentication request generation, right? The mm-hmm. uh, MFA Just fatigue attack. Keep hitting right? it until they approve. Keep hitting, right? hitting it. And we've seen this mm-hmm. multiple times now in a couple different breaches. So Cisco did exactly the same thing, right? And right. there's like some good articles out there on how to detect this, but I wanted to, one, I wanted to see what you thought and how many times, if you use this actively, Corey, but I don't know of a lot of user training programs that tell users to be like, Hey, if this happens a lot, let somebody know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of any general knowledge that goes with that. I was wondering what you guys thought about that. No. Mm-mm. Right. I, I, I personally don't, I've, I've never seen it in any type of training where they say, Hey, users look out for this. Like, Maybe that maybe it could be a new trend that somebody can start up. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I do think it should be integrated into cybersecurity awareness training that mm-hmm. um, I will say at a higher level, it's probably better to just don't do push push based MFA at all to go with code based MFA because right. I can't fatigue you into guessing a code. So right? I would agree with you, but I've seen the code fatigue do exactly the same thing. Right. What do you I mean? Think that's, if I just text them and ask for it or something, text them and ask them. It. So yeah, with the Cisco breach, right? They they called the they called the user and asked for the code. They texted the user. They did a bunch of stuff in order to get the user to get that right. final step. Mm. Whereas I I think there just needs to be greater knowledge behind mm. this attack for the general end user, as well as like how many detections are out there. I honestly I I googled and found a couple and found some like good write ups from Okta and stuff like that mm. on what to do and how to read this stuff, but. I don't think as a detection engineer, this is something that's brought to light a lot. Well, so the valid auth should still trigger, right? Like if it's a valid auth, that's still the same old story with alerting where someone just logged in from wherever and that's a new device that could trigger a workflow. But it is a common thing, especially with mobile networks. People are you know switching devices all the time. It's difficult Mm -hmm. to trace down all those valid login alerts. So um, I do. Yeah. You, you'd have to you'd have to trace like the failed logins right or the push attempts going in mm-hmm. correlate those with the failed logins as well as the accepted logins and there's other stuff you can do of course with like geolocation and computers you can actually see which computer is doing the push and attempting to log in there's this bunch of stuff to build the detections but right. i feel like this attack is lower in the kill chain and people kind of think i'd hate to say people kind of think mfa is almost like a silver bullet, not a silver bullet, but it protects you. And there's too much out there where MFA is easily scrutable, right. especially with oh, yeah. like the proxy stuff. I just, a a, I just want to point out two things. Corvus has a question. <laughs> two, 
I also wanted to point out that I have tears in my eyes. I'm just so happy that we're having this conversation because it's just so wonderful that we're arguing over the best kind of two-factor authentication. <laughs> Instead of whether we need it. We finally got to that point. Because I, 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 it's been... It's been it's been a year and a half since I've had a, a password complexity conversation with someone. And <laughs> I, 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 I just love this so much. And if you're listening to this, I don't care what type of two factor you use. Just use it. And, I, you know, there's a lot of people that are all like, well, SMS two factors, crap. Yep. It can be bypassed infinitely better than not having it. Like if you're like no two factor right. or SMS, you're doing SMS. Right. True. Arguments so- about push. It's just this is delightful. Um, but the thing that gets me is this is like one to maybe 5% of the entire industry is even doing this. All of the other organizations are still just using straight crap passwords. So Bronwyn, what was your question? Well, one of the things that I see a lot in the pen tests that I edit is that logins have a throttle. Why don't we have throttling on MFA? So the Okta documentation I had, you can put that into place as well as automation behind it that if you see push notifications further enough, you can then either disable the account or require a second type of MFA for that account, whether it be a code or like a number on the screen, kind of like what Google does. But Honestly, I don't know anyone else. I don't know anyone well, who does that. Who take that? So from far. from the attacker side, when we do this, and, and Wade asks, you know, do we do this on red teams? And the answer is yes, absolutely. But when we do it, we don't do it like it's not like hitting them again and again and again and again. It's more like every you know few hours or every hour, every thirty minutes, or just kind of like continuous for like days and days until they hit yes. It's not like actual like super high frequency spam. So just from my perspective, like typically how I would mentally like to frame it from an attacker's perspective is to try to hit it when they're doing an auth already. So like, because a lot of the different auth flows, there's multiple pushes you have to accept. Like, so hitting them right in the morning in their local time when they log in or when they might be getting a lot of other notifications, they're more likely to just be approving everything at that time versus like, if you just do it all night at 3am, they're not going to even notice. More no. low and slow than uh, like a bunch all at one time to annoy the user, right? Or yes, and that's until the next morning, like right. you hit it at yeah. the right time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I did want to bring up um, Dave's comment in chat was really interesting. So he said he he does use post based authentication or push based authentication because whatever application they're using has the ability to report the incident as that this wasn't me, which is a like an alertable event and a good kind of break of the attack chain to say like i didn't do this and that can go trigger a a, you know a ticket or something so that's actually an interesting interesting perspective but you know as a defender though those are going to be so many false positives on yeah that's what i was worried i'm not worried about the false positives per se and that might actually be a thing where it could be a false positive instead of a detection tuning opportunity um but i think that a lot of users they are afraid to do that and the reason why they're afraid to do that is, oh my God, you're engaging with security. It's going to lead to tens of questions and then mm-hmm. you're going to probably have your account lock out and then you won't be able to work and then you won't be able to do this. And I totally see users, some users would absolutely like turn it as fraudulent, but I would see a tremendous number of users that would go down the path of, shh, don't tell them or they're going to make your life hell in the security community like Mordak <laughs> yeah. or Dilbert. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to kind of ask about this breach, just from a general perspective, this implies like a pretty heavy BYOD stance that it was like a compromised personal device that had their work credentials on it. 
Is this a hygiene? Like, how do we address that from so defense perspective? Is it a hygiene thing? Do you not allow logins? I mean, it's a contractor, so it's like John, John's going to hate me for this. Uh, this, <laughs> this is so. This is uh, this is a reason to monitor to have monitoring for dark web, right? So, contractors. This is the reason for intelligence. Contractors are going to get popped, and they're going to have accounts for your systems. Third-party contractors on hosts you don't have defenses for. And that's what this sounded like to me is one of those third-party contractors that was just doing some dev work or something, had that account, they got popped. You would have no clue that that host got it popped unless you were monitoring right. some type of dark web and for creds for sale. Well, I will say- I want to make it ahead, very John. clear. Go ahead, I want to, want to clarify. That doesn't bother me. Like okay, you know, okay, you what Troy was doing years ago, like if there's a breach and it's for sale, yeah, that's something that you want to look at. The thing that that I hate whenever people talk about dark web is they're selling the idea that there's a bunch of hackers hanging out and they're going to like the almost predictive dark web stuff where they're like, mm, hey, right. everybody, let's go, after, right. let's go after Chase <laughs> next week. And then nope. you can go to Chase and be like, hey, the hackers in the cantina said that they were going to hack you next week. That's what bothers <laughs> you. Know, you know what, right. you know what makes right. it bad? Because a lot of them probably watch Mr. Robot and think that's where we yeah, all are. Yeah, they think they're all getting together at some dark arcade uh, you know, Dude, and, I would which be by so the way, down. I will go. I'll go. I, Just yeah, invite me. That would be awesome. I'm in. <laughs> that's what Deadwood is. Hopefully. Yeah, that's what. De yeah, Deadwood is the is the dark web of the Wild West. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so they use yeah. the hell out of everyone that lives in this town. They're like, who are these people? Why is there so much black? And so down? many hoodies. So, so many hoodies. hoodies. And the black hoodies. Yeah. Yep. I mean. So I guess from, you know, the dark web stuff is interesting. I will say like, mm -hmm. it, I, I also would like to call out that that is Uber's take on things, that it was probably the dark web. Like that isn't, I mean, who knows? They don't know necessarily where the credentials source from that could be bad information, but does, does anybody know. find it weird that Twitter came out with their, with their stuff with, that Mudge came out with? And we were talking, it's like all of these companies are probably complete train wrecks. And like a week later, Uber gets popped. It happens. Oh, Look at that. Man. Well, I well mean, the, we yeah. can just leak into Rockstar too, because supposedly it's the uh, same dude. <laughs> yep. Wait, really? Yep. You think it's the yeah. same attacker? No, there's articles out there that are saying it's the same person. Wow. Yeah. But I, I don't know how much you can trust that. It's another 18-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, look, are we I've moving to that story? The teen hack That's what this is. That's what this is. Uber. Okay, one, so it was an eighteen-year-old. There's another Uber attack. Like, there's two Uber stories. Three. No, there's that, three. Yep. One is their official press release. Yeah, I guess it's it, all related to the same. Yeah, topic. I, basically, yeah. I guess what we're saying is that we can predict breaches before they happen. Or should we? Ha no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm telling you, just watch LinkedIn. Watch LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm not putting yeah, out that service. I love, the, I love the post. And they pinned it, by the way. Um, the post is, <laughs> hi, announce I am a hacker and Uber has suffered a data breach. Slack has been stolen. Credential data with Confluence stashed and two mono repos from a fabricator have also been stolen, along with secrets from uh, from sneakers. That's, I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> I think then the hashtag is Uber under... Paris drives and it looks like a whole bunch of people in the Uber Slack like gave it thumbed up smiley well, people emoji. thought it was a joke people thought it was a joke but yeah there's there's a lot of pretty funny reactions to it I mean I yeah. guess it's like the security team's like if you react, reacted laughing emoji we want to talk to you <laughs> oh I gotta say if something like that popped up in BHIS I would like to think that someone would be like hmm this seems suspicious I <laughs> 
I should research this more. <laughs> no, uh, we're going back to memes. So, yeah, well, this is, I, I still am wondering, like, how long is it going to be before a CTO is like, I don't know what this Slack security tool is, but it really gave Uber an early alert to this attack. And <laughs> I, I think we would like to have this Slack system here where it can announce that attackers have broken. You know into what? Our if if I. If I see that on Twitter and somebody says that, I'm logging off. John, I'm, just right <laughs> I'm, off. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to the woods. So wait, Uber also attributed to lapses. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're just like they're really their security. Dude, it's all over the place. They're really like, dropping bombs. They're the like place. dark yeah. web lapses. I feel like it's like they're really hitting yeah. a lot of interesting high points here. Yeah. Wasn't there? There was code in a PowerShell script too, or not code? Like mm. password, hard coded passwords in PowerShell scripts. I feel like a lot of this is like it's it's kind of like a bunch of a group of people hanging out, and it's like I bet you won't throw that rock through that window, and then I someone does it, and they're Uber. like, "Oh, he did I bet it." You won't hack Uber, <laughs> <laughs> right? And they're like, saying it from a pizza shop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love. I love how immediately they throw their contractor under the bus and, yeah. and and I get why, right? Like if you could make it look like it was the contractor's fault, but I don't know. See, this, this reminds me of the target breach, right? You know, the target was breached through a third party. I can't remember. I want to say it's a, a Reba portal, um, but I'm not entirely sure, certain mm-hmm. for third party. But the, the problem was that then gave the attacker full access to absolutely everything. Um, this just tells me there's not really great segmentation there at all but also like, tells you they can log in from unmanaged assets anytime they want yeah mm-hmm. I mean, which is which is terrifying right no that's business procedures it's not terrifying no it said to display open D- <laughs> reconfigures uber uber's open dns to display a graphic, graphic image, image to some yeah we saw that we were like that's uh you know i guess people think he gets a joke is tells you something about their corporate culture if like someone what was puts, the uh if you don't we don't go into too much detail like what was it oh i don't know I'm, I, that's a good question. Yeah. Someone, right. someone do some Twitter digging <laughs> on. Just like, that's another HR violation for Uber, I guess. So. Mm. And I love how they say, like right here, some key actions. We identify an employee in any employee accounts. No, 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 no. The compromised employee accounts notified you on Slack. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a difference between those things. That's early detection, though. That is early detection. Like I said, <laughs> we should be selling the Slack security thing. It just periodically pops in and says you're hacked. And then everyone acts like they are. Was it like a it's dwell time a of 24 awareness. hours? Right? Dwell time of how, how long was he in there? It wasn't that long, obviously. Like, I know. And it, 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 <laughs> those stats are going up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what well, we have here is the triple S package. I think it was Slack like security hour. services. Slack security service. Triple Slack security S services. Down. The tri- triple S package. And we can sell this to you at a higher price. Oh, and we can also throw in a pen test for you as well, too. Or you're at you it. Go. Oh my god! <laughs> Just keep stacking it in. So apparently, some oh, this is this is pretty bad. So uh, digging in more. Apparently, some Uber employees were interacting with the hacker, telling them, "Can you take down Jira? And can you fix this bug?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, so, so a story from a oh, long god. time ago. Gather round, kids. We're going back two decades ago. All right. Uh, it's so, the so two decades machine. ago, it would have been yeah, rise of machine. Would have been might have been twenty two years ago now. I'm not entirely sure, um, but I had something slum- similar, but it was over IRC um, while I was working at one of our co- government organizations. I was able to see an attacker that was using IRC 
and I was able to jump in. Cause if you remember back then, like it was always sent clear text. So you mm-hmm. could see the IRC channel and the IRC password and you could jump yep. right in. And I jumped into the channel and I was like, Hey, you know, this is the security guy at this organization. The, what's up? And he literally asked me, I assumed it was he, I shouldn't make that, but they literally asked me if they could stay in the network. And what they said is they use the network for hosting wares on the periphery and the edge of the network. And they are going through and the systems administrators were really bad. And they were like, these systems administrators are doofuses. So I'm going through and I'm fixing the network so it can be stable for DDoS attacks and for hosting (laughs) things. I promise to only do that after hours. Please let me stay on the network and I'll continue fixing the network. And there was a brief second in my young mind that I was like, you know what? He's got a good point. He's doing a lot of good stuff on the network. No, no, no. Um, so we had to remove him from the network. But yeah. it literally was, it was, he was, he said, please, and I'll continue working for free. Just allow me to do these things. And that was weird. So we did, we do have a quick report and I, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but the graphic image was an erect male organ with the text F you dumb wankers. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, my God. Uh, I, would, I, I would call that, would you class. guys, would you, would you call that an APT? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I even know at that point. Advanced penetrating. Like, <laughs> you can just see the CISA report. You know, they're going through what exactly uh, are the atomic IOCs for this? It's like, well, sir, it will notify you on Slack. Got it. Slack notification. Is that in minor? No, it's not minor. There will be an, an explicit a, image. Get a technique on it as quickly as possible. Yeah. What else do they do? <laughs> sir, they, they give they send dick pics. That's actually that's like, oh well we need it we need it we need an indicator for that immediately we need OCR for any <laughs> no no, no John John that's that's miter hot, hot, hot dog not hot dog no no hot that's dog, that's that's hot hot dog. that's miter yeah. tactic eight equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign D <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah I yeah. mean like, I, I, you know as insane as we make this sound there's literally people that are having serious conversations about this crap right now <laughs> that are like well yeah, we got to write this up somehow how do we yeah do we someone this to the president? yeah someone someone write that up and yeah i mean i also you can imagine hr being like hey we're involved now because a lot of people were sexually yeah. you know harassed like they're involved with the breach like they're like hello we're here it's like oh god hr is involved with this breach now hr has entered the chat yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) which is probably the most unforgivable thing (laughs) look at broadwin which is probably the most unforgivable thing the hacker did it's like you hacked our you hacked our confluence server we were cool with that you came in with credentials we were fine with that you posted some stuff on slack we were okay with that you got (laughs) hr involved you crossed the line. The line. <laughs> that should be in the next training video. That should be. Yes. <laughs> John, memes John, and this you. is what this is what should happen. I, <laughs> <laughs> you use that too much, Bronwyn, but it's funny every time. God, Only ooh. this time. Only because you, you brought what? it up last week that I looked like a, a force ghost. Yeah, force goes. Not as much today. But when you lit that thing up, you did. But this also reminds me like of an innocent, a more innocent time in hacking when hackers were doing it for the LUTs. And this isn't an APT. This isn't like ransomware. This is somebody, clearly they have some skills, no question. And what they were able to pull off and what they were able to do. And like we boiled down, like 
what's the overall damage uh, for this? Have they released anything publicly yet? I don't think yeah. they have. Quite it's yet. not too bad. Basically, they're saying they access internal systems. The investigation was about material impacts. Um, apparently, they didn't access any production systems or user accounts or databases or sensitive information like credit cards. Basically, it seems like they mostly got internal code internal Slack messages, internal finance tools for invoicing. So nothing crazy. Apparently they also were able to access their hacker one dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the pain yourself out. Like, Ooh. all right, here we go. No, Check. no. I think <laughs> it was more looking at all the juicy bugs that they hadn't, you know, looked, hadn't disclosed yet, but. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Sorry, I don't even know yeah. where to go from that. I don't have any. Well, let's just let's just move on. Basically, no, if you're a big tech company, please make sure your eyes are dotted and your T's well, are crossed, and maybe just implement some Slack monitoring so you so, know when you get hacked. No, stop, stop with the Slack monitoring because it's coming. <laughs> uh, so, but I've got a question. Did any of you guys read um, uh, Better Safety Net? Uh, his his tweets, Mick Douglas's tweets on this stuff. He was talking specifically about Twitter. And his whole take with like corporate America is, you know, and Mick is one of like the premier security people on the face of the planet. The guy is amazing. And it was kind of disheartening because he said that, you know, security people need to understand that you're a cost center and you're never going to get the resources and you're never going to get the things that you need because we don't matter. And they're going to do the absolute minimum they need to do for compliance, going to do the absolute minimum that they need to do to try to do the base level of computer security. But everyone is learning that if you get hacked, it doesn't really impact your stock price. If you get hacked, there's not a lot of people that end up losing their jobs. Or if it does happen, it's really rare, kind of like Equifax. So they'll find one scapegoat to put outside of the the city gates, right? So you have that. And it was kind of depressing to read that, especially from someone like Mick who's eternally optimistic. But I got to thinking about it from a corporate perspective. Honestly, I don't think that security people should look at that as like it's against them personally. Because if you look at anything in the corporate perspective, right, it's all about short-term stock. That's it. If anything impacts short-term stock value, it is absolutely the highest thing that is on any executive's mind because that is literally the thing that they get their rewards, they get their bonuses on, the shareholders evaluate that. That is the only thing that actually matters from the day-to-day operations. So security, absolutely, you're going to do the absolute base minimum that you need to do in your organization, but that isn't an issue that's related to just security. It could be looked at as far as raises across the board at companies. It could be looked at how they handle their employees in third world countries that are scrounging through pits to pull minerals out of the ground to make batteries. Like it's basically the decision tree for the short term profits that exist in the system. It's not just security. So I'm going through this long, long rant just to let security people know this is, I don't want to say it's okay, but it's not executives picking on you personally. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that they're, they're evaluated on. So like Uber has some crap security. Yep. If we're looking at Twitter, they have some crap security. Yep. There are very few organizations out there that have really amazing, solid security. I think it should be the goal and objective for every security researcher, every security professional in the world to find those companies and work for those companies. So it is interesting. Their stock price has not budged at all. Do you think their stock price would have budged more if more data was disclosed instead of just... No, you would have seen you would have seen a five to ten percent dip, right? Because it would be uh, Mad Money, right? What's that guy mm-hmm. at Mad Money? What's his name? 
something Kramer, Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. Kramer. Jim Kramer would be like, all right, everybody, it appears that Uber was hacked and the whole <laughs> bunch of stuff was released. And like yep. everyone would sell their stocks. It would dip five to 10%, mm-hmm. maybe 15%, but I doubt that. And a week <clears throat> and a half later, it'd be right back up. To where it was mm-hmm. for a while my wife and i were actually buying stocks on companies that were hacked <laughs> there was always that five to ten percent dip and we would buy it on the dip knowing that it would go up 10 to 15 to 20 percent on the on the flip side and just buy it and then someone sell make it. an index fund of badly hacked companies <laughs> so i can buy it. that's something i can do <laughs> but now now i don't even think i don't even think it's causing a dip anymore in stock it didn't right. with this uber thing it did not at all like it is Mm-mm. honestly it's up since friday <laughs> like it's <laughs> And why? Why the hell is it up? I this I don't know. They, they've got they've they, they've got hacked, but they have been on it at least, right? They did. Yeah. They did say they. I got don't hacked. think anyone's following that report, closely, right? But I, I, that, I, that too. But no, but it's not theory, like Equifax, where it's like, oh, three months later, like, oh, we got hacked, no, and you're no, just like, no. Yeah. Here's my theory for why: because it's not even mm-hmm. bad enough to hit <clears throat> most people's radar. If you're not in cybersecurity, you probably didn't even know what happened because they but didn't. It, I don't know. But, that, that okay, so let's talk about the radar. Like from the media's perspective, the, the media, I don't even know if they give a crap anymore at all about breaches. I mean, <laughs> it would have to be something catastrophic to make it to the front page news of like right. MSN's portal or Drudge Report or Huffington Post or any of those different. I think if you could an Uber, that would be newsworthy. Yeah. Yeah. It, there has to be money involved, yeah. right? Because like a, a lot of people would be stranded. It could have been like the Uber oh, apocalypse. It could have been the yeah, Uber apocalypse. But that's not what the attack. I mean, so okay, it was so let's talk about yeah. it. If Uber was compromised to the point where it would make a difference, shutting down Uber would probably that would probably yes, get the news. That right? would for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah. but because this was for the lulls. It was for it the lulls and it. the attacker. Yeah, they, right? they didn't go after any or if like yeah, if it was shut down or if a bunch of user data was disclosed or something. I don't know. Probably yeah. more if it was shut down. I mean, if a CEO can't get to work in the morning, that's that's gonna cause some news articles. My yeah. Uber helicopter. My Uber <laughs> chopper. Yeah. Oh my God. That's All right, let's move on. Joey. <laughs> let's move on. What else happened in the in the news? Who else is compromised? You got anything, John? <laughs> no, I literally is- came in late because our cows got out and I was chasing cows around. So <laughs> that's I not even a people are like, that's a weird euphemism. No, really, I have cows. They escaped. <laughs> Ryan just said, Wow. <laughs> cow breach do we want to so, talk about the white house's release or is that going to get too political too quick that's fine we can comprehensive yeah, framework for it. responsible disclosure or wait no sorry no it's a compre- <laughs> whatever. comprehensive framework for responsible development of digital assets so i i wait, just is, it, is this is this cryptocurrency yeah what is this i think it's digital assets right is that, is that like it, when they it, say digital assets are they talking about like yep. nfts yeah, I, I think that they're a little bit behind the curve. Aren't all <laughs> cryptocurrencies like absolutely crashing and burning right now? Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> only the ones you're invested in. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that means, yeah, all of them, right? So I don't know. Do we care about the? I mean, Corey, you're a lot more into the crypto world. I, I, like I said, I love the technology. I absolutely do. And I was watching the Ethereum merge. Um, very closely when they went from proof of work to proof of stake. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I read somewhere that the amount of energy saved from Ethereum moving from proof of work to proof of stake was like the power consumption of the entire country of Chile. Yeah, it was significant. 
and then and hopefully wow. hopefully others do it as well. That's I, I will say most people in cryptocurrency don't care about either way, but I'm a big proponent of POW. But um, basically, I mean, I think my take on it is it's interesting that the government cares and is bothering to acknowledge it. It's like I think it's an important step in the you know hype cycle. Like, oh my god, it's going to save the world. Okay, no, maybe not. Okay, the government cares at least, so there's that. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you know. Are are the, is any developer? If you're an Ethereum developer or whatever, are you like reading through this? Like, oh, finally, I can figure out how to be responsible with my digital assets. Yeah, I don't no. think so, but yeah. I do think it's the government acknowledging. And they've there's been a few articles we've talked about in the CoinSec podcast about them dumping money into like cryptocurrency investigations and like they're putting it more on their radar. Like the government in general, there's like the trade. Uh, FTC is involved with it with cryptocurrency and like we see lots of investigations where people are being prosecuted for cryptocurrency theft and things like that. So I think it's one of those things like if I had to guess the reason they're talking about it is because consumers like end users, basically people that vote for presidents are getting hurt by certain things where they're like, yeah. "Oh, well I I don't know what Dogecoin is, but my, my son set me up a wallet and I put, you know, a bunch of money into it. And now it's not worth that. Like, oh, see, you know. Now, I got a question. I've actually had a conversation very similar to what you talked about there where people see it online and they're like, "I want to get invested." They have their kids or their nephew or their friends or you know, sink a bunch of their money into it. And they're like, no, oh, I just, I just lost like seventy percent of my value. What the hell happened? I'm like, you invested in something that just evaporated. That's right. basically what happened there. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the reasons behind. You know, I think I, I, I think it sounds like the stock market. Well, so I mean, it's actually, so it's like the stock market. So it's like somebody stands up and they're like, um, excuse me, what do we need the stock market for? And you know, someone will try to explain it, and you're like. I don't think that's how it works. No. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the speak, thing is, speak the, the thing, truth, Bronwyn. Speak the truth. Sister. So, <laughs> you're you're right. You're right. But the difference is, at least the stock market has regulations and rules and enforcement oh, of policies. Right. I mean, they don't apply I to you. About that. I forgot if, about. Wait a minute. You're right. Just like cryptocurrency, they have rules and regulations that are enforced by the people that are in charge of the stock market. Much like cryptocurrency, where they have rules and regulations. And code that is enforced by the people that are writing Ethereum. Well, so the the difference is there aren't really rules for a lot of cryptocurrency, and I think that's honestly where this is targeted. Oh, is no, like no. code is law, man. I've read it. I've read it. The contract, smart contract, is law. The smart contract is good. Smart. So yeah, I mean that's. The, I guess like that. I think is where their angle is is targeting the consumers who are investing in like rug coin and then getting all their See, money. Just like you talk about seventy percent. Seventy percent is nothing. There are people yeah. who you know like yeah. they call them rug pulls for those that aren't familiar. Mm -hmm. But basically, completely scam. Like this is how transparently bad they are. I go yeah. to a website. I clone the website. I change it to me coin and then i say buy this and then i just mm -hmm. take all the money and that's totally like the and then just choop. yep and it happens it. and i think that's where that's where this is targeting to make i don't know what they're going to actually be able to do about it because none of these like it's not like they're you know getting a license from the government to run these operations like it's you know yeah but I was uh, wondering some what accreditation happened would so yeah i don't know what's that wait i was wondering what happened to all my me my me me coin just to see yeah <laughs> Oh, don't worry. You'll be able to redeem it for in-game assets in a totally legit game that you can install on your Android phone that isn't a virus and doesn't yeah. use all your data. 
And then you can go buy um, characters in Grand Theft Auto 6, even though the source code has been leaked already, but Oh, did we talk about that? I didn't know. We haven't talked about that. Apparently, people are saying it was the same person that breezed over. So they really they had quite a weekend. There must have been some serious parental. It was a lot of leakage everywhere. Somebody got Minecraft blocked at their house. No, no. What (laughs) happened, John? Minecraft for all Hakuber. You won't Hakuber. Okay, we need Hakuber. We need. You know what we need? We need like the hacker summer camp movie where like basically the parents go away and they have a party, but they're just hacking into Uber and hacking into. Rock star, oh, man, that would <laughs> like be they're wild. just like, oh, my parents are at the lake house for the weekend. You guys want to come over? And then, like, three cases of Mountain Dew later, they're like, well, we're an Uber. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what should we do? Well, mom and dad uh, are coming home in two hours. I guess just post a, a wiener and get out. I don't know. No, let's clean, <laughs> let's clean the money by dumping it into Roblox. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> That is so yeah, thing. basically this is uh, this story is a, another news story about another data breach shocker. Yeah. GTA Six, which is a uh, Grand Theft Auto Six, which is like probably what fifteen years in development and still only Just half yes. done. <laughs> like, yes. Is that what they found out when they went through it? And they're like, oh my god, it's going to be another fifteen years. This game <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I feel like this might have been out of desperation. They're just like, oh, I'm so sick of waiting for this to release. I'm just going to release it myself. <laughs> it's, like the world, it's like the world's most difficult capture the flag. And the winner of capture the flag gets the source code for Grand Theft Auto 6. Yes. <laughs> the real question is, will someone go and like make Grand Theft Auto like th- their own open source? or like open you know, source. They'll finally get it to run on Linux. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, uh, BSD. Uh, no, show BSD a little bit of love. You know, maybe I know. I know, cool. I know. Hey, well, hey, hey, remember BSD. <laughs> Our full TCP/IP protocol stack is based on you, and you should be proud yes. of that, BSD. I am, I am totally proud of it. The yeah, Mac users, right. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, and this is another company that they have money. Like yeah. Rockstar has money. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just wonder how much they put towards securing uh, security. Now, did they go through? They didn't mention anything about how they were breached. Like they didn't come out and be like, "We got breached through an external third party." And how, wouldn't it be funny if it was the same external third party for Uber and Rockstar? Oh, would be. Ooh, that, that would be. be that would tie yeah. all of it together. There's no, yeah. There's no technical <laughs> details shared at all. They just said, "Yeah, intrusion." So when you do buy those accounts, it does tell you all the logins that they have. It also tells what? you the type of computer that they're on. Oh so you God. could look for home computers. You look for a home Windows OS because <laughs> then you know it's like not a corporate computer. And usually, usually. And then you just look for whatever has the most accounts linked to it. Ooh. See, and uh, You know what, Wade? I've always wanted to go on those forums and buy access to our customers. Like if we're pen testing like a Fortune 100 company. You know, just go on the forums and be like, yeah, we uh, need a, we need a desktop at this company and just like have it fall from the sky. And they're like, well, it's, here's your session. I'm um, really surprised people don't allow you to do that because that's, that's an easy thing to do. And I would think that's fair game. At least if I was, a the hard part that. is it shows you like all of the companies oh, okay. don't like the idea at all of any money from their pen test going to those groups. But I would think it's, it, a, it's like a, it's a two birds with one stone that that account goes away off the dark web and you get still get the pen test. Like yeah. the red team, like the, the thing is 90% of the time you're going to be like, so yeah, we lost your money. We got scammed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. trust me. Those- I, 
it's harder <laughs> than you think to it's harder than you think to actually get what you're paying for when you're operating on those kinds of markets like they use you can use a middleman but then it's like well who no, is this guy like it's just the another accounts, guy yeah true the accounts i've purchased or i've seen have been relatively cheap and have always been legit like I, yeah. every single one, I was like, "Oh, this is actually it," and it was only five. That's it was only five dollars. Like markets, right? They're actual markets, yeah. and if they sell bogus shit, they're going to yeah. start booting it's people true. off their market. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. So it's possible. I don't know. We'll, I, I, we'll I, always I'd ask, like to see what yeah. people think in the comments. If you're on LinkedIn or Discord or YouTube or whatever, is that something we should be doing in this industry, or is that starting to cross that 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 creepy line? Because so many pen tests, especially for larger organizations, would be done. As far as gaining initial access, they'd be done in the first 20 minutes, especially with these. I like I'd rather, right here, White yeah. Cyberduck. I'm just going to start a pen testing company where that's literally his whole thing. And he's going to call it. <laughs> I, I would like that. I would like that scenario more than when a pen, like a red team comes, is like, hey, we couldn't get in, just drop us in and turn some stuff off. Like, that that to me yeah. isn't as worth like it happens right but i would much rather just buy an account and see if it works and then maybe i'll drink it. i mean uh, why don't we just breach. cut out the middleman and just let me social engineer users and ask them if i can have their account for 10 bucks and they'll you say could, yes yeah i would be down you want then, some do you want some do you want some cryptocurrency uh, hey do you want no, some doge no. yeah hey you want yeah. a 50 dollar gas card flack vest nailed it like flack vest hit the big thing, who gets yeah. the money? Are you inadvertently funding sanctioned countries? Yes. The other yes, thing you is are. you can't turn it ooh, off. Ooh, if you ooh, if you ooh. ask, hey, can you someone get me a company at this or someone get me an account at this company? You can't stop that. You can't be like, never mind, cancel, cancel They're request. Gonna do it. What, They're going to do if, it. What, what if you look for someone already advertising one account login there? Like, don't ask for it. Just it's already on there. There, There's... Plenty of accounts already on there. You just sure. search a domain and yeah. it shows you buy that one five dollars. Sure. Well, if that's if it's that easy, I mean, if it's five dollars, that, that what is North Korea going to do with that? Like it's only five dollars. Russian marketplace. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was at that point that Corey found out that all North Korea needed for their nuclear program was five dollars. Five, five more oh. dollars, Corey, and you can fund our nuclear program. <laughs> They're like, having received the money from some random guy, we now can launch the nukes and hit them. <laughs> I just imagine the big clock on the wall, and it's just like slowly ticking up. It's like yeah, five. It's like, a, no! it's like a video game. To buy the uranium you have to have that amount right <laughs> they're just clicking you do not have the resources you do not have the resource oh now we well, do well, you, you, you require yes. more vespian gas yeah I, I like i said it feels dirty to me but you know we're talking about starting up like a continuous red teaming service where that is literally what we are doing and now it sounds like if we do that, we're moving into the whole so, dark web monitoring. Thing. God damn it. I hate saying Wade's right. I hate saying Wade's right. So what I'm gonna I say love intelligence. Is Wade's mustache is right. Wade's intelligence companies control. are already doing it. Intelligence companies are already doing it. Like yeah. you can, you might as well. I like, I will happily switch from red teamer to intelligence collector. Uh, I can switch my you? job title today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember back whenever the compromised creds, we were able to hook into, um, God, it was, it was info armor was the name of the company. I can't remember what the name of them was before that, mm-hmm. but they had like the same thing that Troy had and have I been pwned, but you could actually pull the password hashes. And uh, if you want to see the presentation, Tim Tomes, who worked with us at the time, did a presentation at DerbyCon where he literally went through and found a whole bunch. And we got permission from the FBI before we did this because they were holding our clearances at the time. 
And he literally went through, went through, it wasn't have I been pwned. God damn, what was the name of the company? It was InfoArmor before they were InfoArmor. And we were able to find like 50 password hashes. Then we cracked mm-hmm. the password hashes, like all of that live in that DerbyCon talk. And that was very similar to this. And for a long time on our sales calls, we would just give that to, um, we would definitely give that to our customers like right away. Like we were running that because we had access to the API and we're like, here customers, just take this stuff. Like really just, just have it. Cause we feel dirty hanging on. Uh, to yeah. It. On my current engagement, I cred stuffed my way in. Like you I did. literally used a credential that was disclosed in a data breach and got in and like it, it was the account wasn't it was like expired so we had to change their password with some social engineering but it, it happens enough. it happens yeah it's crazy yeah. i'm gonna take uh john saying wade was right and just like put he's that gonna on turn that on he's gonna turn that into like next time <laughs> wow. i see him he's gonna have like that's his theme music <laughs> my <laughs> ringtone like, <laughs> wade was right wade was right <laughs> Yeah. I hate it when Wade's right. <laughs> so, all right. That's probably good for today because everything else just goes downhill from here. So, once again, everybody, everything's pwned everywhere. Uh, you want to talk about the teams? No th- you don't want to talk about the teams thing? You want to talk about that? That's so not interesting to me. For me, that goes in. Okay, let's bring up the teams. I agree. Thing. It's not interesting, but now I want to hear you rant about it. So the reason why the team thing bothers me is it's like if attackers get on your computer system, they can get access to sensitive files. Well, okay, yeah, they, yeah that doesn't. But John, we can get rid of teams if we work hard enough on this one. Come yeah, on. You're right. This is, <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. And what we you need to do to is uninstall teams. teams also, from as I recently heard on a popular Infosec news podcast, Slack is a security monitoring tool. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing but bad advice, except uninstalling teams. If you do anything that we talk about on this show, uninstall teams. And if, if your boss asks why they can't talk to you, just say that it's for security reasons. Security. Security. <laughs> I, I just really don't like, I hate teams so much. I hate like the entire Microsoft suite. If it's not running in my browser makes me sick to my stomach. It's just, it's just hot garbage. And then CX pointed out, it's a huge, huge like resource monster on systems. Like what the hell Mm -hmm. is it doing on this as well? The only thing worse, the only thing worse as far as system resource hogging is Adobe products. Oh, yeah. No, what about antivirus or EDR? (laughs) I think think Adobe's worse than AV. Mm. Yeah. No, Adobe. Adobe is where I learned that RAM actually stands for rarely adequate memory. (laughs) Right. Well, that's Microsoft products in general. Like Microsoft as an operating system is trying, like if there's extra memory, it's like, oh my God, it's going to waste. We need to use that. I've got to use it. You know, that's the way that they use it for absolutely everything. But this, like, like, I mean, if you go to Metasploit post-exploitation modules, there's literally thousands for of file access yeah. where you can pull files and pull. And also DP API, which is the data protection API in Windows, doesn't actually protect your data very effectively. And I can get all your browser cookies and all your stuff. So it's yeah. like, it, it, honestly, from my perspective, like, I'm not going to bother with Teams. I'm just going to go straight for your Office 365 token in your browser and just log. I can log into Teams later because I have your PRT. So it's all good. <laughs> so Great. I guess we're going to tell everyone, like, please, mm. if you're going to like, if you're going to use this as a security thing to get rid of teams in your organization, well played, well played. If you're going to lose sleep <laughs> over this, don't. Yes, so I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's why I wanted to bring it up. 
I don't know. When we brought it up in the BHIS meeting today, I think we're telling everyone to uninstall it, which part of me, like a little bit, I was like, I should probably step in. But then again, I really hate teams. You're like, you know. So, and then people are like, oh, but then some features will be lost. You can't do teams in the browser and have backgrounds. I'm like, don't care. Well, okay, right. Care. All right. Uh, so any other stories we want to close out? I, I got, I got one little one. One little Okay. One. Okay. You, go for it. One little one. The, I threw it in the chat. Did you see that someone claimed Lockbit ransomware is bug bounty? The no one way. that if really? you dox, if you dox a creator, that one? Uh, no, I no, threw no, no, the no, link. That, that's farms. Is that it? I saw it somewhere. Hopefully this is real. <laughs> Victim logo. $50, Benjamin $50. Franklin. It was possible to decrypt any VM. <laughs> Dude, the bug was. Uh, oh my god, the oh, bug. No. Oh, okay. So, you okay, for, okay. Zoom out. <laughs> zoom out. Okay. So, for those that aren't in the know, this is what we're triggered about. So, a ransomware company started a bug bounty program, and I can't even believe I just said ransomware company, but that's where we're at. That's where are. we live. But anyway, they had a bug bounty program and someone submitted a bug bounty where you could decrypt their ransomware encrypted files for free. And that was a bug that they paid 50,000 to this person who discovered that. So I, I guess like 50 grand, it's low too. I would think for that. that uh, you would think that if somebody would have like gone to any, any of the major AV companies, like they would have paid much more than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why I thought it was possibly fake because I'm like, that's a that's a relatively costly bounty. And I mean, to I, I, waste it on them, but, <laughs> like, but it's guaranteed work though. Yeah. Whoever okay, did okay. this would rather work with yeah. Lockbit than work than with bug bounty. bug bounty. Program. Yes, that and and, and it is. We talk about this all the time in the crypto space. Crypto bug bounties, dude. They'll be like. 15 million, 10 million, like they're huge. And then in like, oh, Microsoft, hey, fix user enumeration. They're like, that's a feature. And we'll give you a t-shirt if you want one or put your name up on some yeah, website. Like, yeah. like it's so, it, it, I will say like, it is so frustrating, but at the same time, it does show we need to be better dealing with bug bounties. We need to give bigger payouts. We need to like, you know, mm -hmm. you got to compete because if you're not going to compete, then this is going to happen. Yeah, we need to go back and restart the no free bugs movement. Woo! So, yeah. Oh, Charles God. is in. Like I said, just absolutely insane. All right. Well, that wasn't cheery at all. Um, that was not a positive note. Um, <laughs> no hey, bugs. on a positive note, sometime this year, PCI is going to raise their password complexity standard from seven. So Ooh. Ooh. we'll have to come up with some new triggers to get you to rant. Yeah, oh, that's man. not hard. I have that's so many. Oh, okay. Just want to yeah, make sure we maintain Wade, Wade, Wade was like, kill chain. Kill, kill chain. He said low level <laughs> in the kill web, chain. Kill chain. Threat feed. Like, <laughs> chasing cows. And I'm like, Erica, I need to get on the news. <laughs> no, I, heard, I heard kill chain. Disturbance on the newscast. <laughs> <laughs> There's a disturbance on the newscast. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for the cast of characters for showing up. And with that, we'll see you. I'll, I, I will be out, by the way. For the rest of the uh, this week's stuff for the ASLR for tomorrow and on Wednesday, because I'm going out to DC and I'm going to be at BrewCon. So if you're in Europe and you're looking for a cool con, get to BrewCon. If you're at BrewCon, swing by and say hi and get a free copy of uh, you know Backdoors and Breaches and a free fist bump because we don't hug now post COVID. So sorry, no cuddles. All right, later everybody. Toblerone.